are four guys, three today, four today. Back, back, back. four. Oh, <laughs> like life, uh, long time friends. Good luck, Haina. Good luck. Just do our thing and try to help everybody solve their problems one drink at a time. And actually, we've got a special. I'll tell you, I got you, I got you, I got you. We have a great brother with us today. I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read a little bit of the bio. It's a page long, but I'm not gonna read the whole page. Who we have today, we have a brother who's a founder. You know what it means to be a founder? That means you made something. Killing global coaching and consulting. This brother is known as the leadership strategist. That's a trademark. You know what I mean? You get a trademark for something like your name? That's some, that's some shit right there. Certified executive coach who offers his inside 30 years of experience working at Fortune 500 companies. So some of those, Kraft Foods, Imperial Sugar, the Coca-Cola Company. The brother also did it himself and was a franchise owner of Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. Now this number here, it, it blew my mind when I saw this. This brother has coached or consulted over 875 Senior execs, CEOs, and nonprofit leaders across seven goddamn countries. Can you imagine that? Seven. So that means he need a translator sometime to talk to some people he's talking to. <laughs> now, the brother also is an author. We got another author on the, on the panel, so Rasheen, so step aside for a quick second. We have a book here. Well, actually, a couple of books. I'll, I'll get to that in a second, too. Impact, a Leadership Fable, Your Power to Make a Lasting Difference. I looked at that as part one. And then part two was Impact, a Leadership Fable Companion. 200 powerful leadership and personal excellent quotes. Now, how we got connected, he's also the host of a podcast, a special one, a drinking one too. Whiskey, jazz, and leadership, all right? Just like us, it's available on all podcast forms. So with that, we're going to raise a drink real quick too. I got, I got some more to buy you to do. Whiskey, jazz, and leadership, all right? Sip, sip. They go to IG, whiskey, jazz, and leadership. Y'all need to check that out. That's right. Or if you, if you like Twitter, you could do whiskey jazz lead whiskey jazz lead okay check it out check it out all right last bit i think is the most important we have a husband and a father ladies and gents chasers i present to you galen bingham outstanding introduction Cheers. hey listen now practice on this it sounds like you've been talking to my mom man my, only my mom cares about all that stuff <laughs> no, nah, brother. Welcome. Welcome to our show. And uh, Chasers, we actually did uh, Galen's show. So we know your show is called Whiskey Jazz Leadership. Do you mind telling the people a little bit about what is what that means? Yeah. So first of all, I am so excited to be on this show because I checked you guys out for a bit, man. I've been in the comments a little bit. And one of the things I shared with you when you guys did mine is um, I have wholeheartedly 100% agreed with each of you independently. <laughs> independently, I've been like, Rod, Rod's got it. And then we go to the next topic. I'm like, and now, Rod, you, you, you lost your mind. <laughs> I'm going with KG on this one. KG's the dude, right? So I love what you guys are doing. Uh, Whiskey, Jazz, and Leadership is my second podcast. The first podcast is still out there. It's called The Leadership Toolbox. But Whiskey, Jazz, and Leadership is really just kind of an, an informal. I invite some of my friends, uh, metaphorically invite some of my friends over who are leading major organizations, doing amazing things. And I metaphorically give them a sample of my private stock whiskeys. We talk about the music that they love to listen to. 
And more importantly, we get into what does it really take to be an effective leader from their perspective? And, and man, we're just having fun. We're just having fun. One of the things that we learned about on your show is this, this concept of an infinity bottle. So yes. do you mind telling the people what that means to you? Kind of introduce the concept to them and then kind of yeah. what it means to you. I pride myself at not leaving a bottle undone. It's kind of a personal thing for me. I usually, once the bottle has served has served its, uh, its purpose, I make sure that it sees the end. But I would turn on to this idea of an infinity bottle, and that's basically taking the corners, the last half ounce of every bottle before you finish it, and just combine it into one bottle so that at the end of filling that bottle, you've got this personal creation that can't be duplicated. And uh, you try to list everything that you got in there. I tasted it for the first time with you guys because it was kind of a special situation. Special occasion. There might be something to this infinity bottle thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. It's hard, though, because once I get to that last corner, I feel an obligation to have it join its friends. Matthew says you got sta- you got stag in that bottle. You got stag in that bottle. You know, hey, look, I got some stag, Junior. I haven't put it in that bottle yet. I got like 80 bottles. 70 of them are open. So by definition, I'm not a collector because if a bottle makes it into my house and it is not open, it is purely by accident and that bottle time is coming. I do have one question. We try to do things where it's like a little bit of an icebreaker. We've already kind of broken ice, but we could still want to try to kick it off with tell us your favorite dad joke my favorite dad joke all right so how do you find will smith in a snowstorm oh no <laughs> you look for the fresh prince you gotta give it to me you gotta give it to me come on now <laughs> no stop 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 <laughs> he said you look for the fresh prince I okay like it. I, like it. <laughs> I came up with this I didn't actually come up with this, but this whole little topic. Um, why didn't Han Solo enjoy his steak dinner? It was chewy. <laughs> is that a is that a father joke, man? Is that a dad joke? Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Hey. Anybody else want to take a stab at it? Let me <laughs> All go. Right. All right. Cage, you got one? Because I got I got one of my favorite ones. Uh, I got one. Go ahead. What's All yours? Why right. was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. There you go. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> you heard that one in third grade. That's classic. That's a classic. I got one with him, too. What do you call an alligator in a vest? An investigator. An investigator. That's stupid. Okay, so mine is dad-oriented. All right, so. <laughs> Job's um, cracking up, though. It's <laughs> terrible, terrible. Right, Rob, my bad. Okay, so um, I like little Johnny jokes. So little Johnny attended a horse auction with his father. He watched his father uh, move from horse to horse, running his hands up and down the horse's legs and rump and chest. After a few minutes, Johnny asked dad, why are you doing that? His father replied, because when I'm buying horses, I have to make sure they are healthy and in good shape before I buy. Johnny looked worried and said, dad, I think the UPS guy wants to buy mom. Ooh, wow. That's not a dad joke. But... <laughs> Depends on the type of dad that you are. Uh, this is true. This is true. <laughs> it's like, yeah, UPS come over, run his hands over her rump. I got one for you. Oh, he always got to. Go ahead. Why do vampires always seem sick? I don't know. <laughs> 
I know it's gonna be stupid. You know it's gonna be. <laughs> the coffin. Huh? The coffin. Man, get him off the call. Yeah, get him off the call. Get him off. The coffin. The coffin. Got to remove him real quick. The coffin. Oh god, that's hilarious. Okay, so I'm gonna write that down. You're gonna hear that out there in the, in the Twitter sphere. That's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, since we got everybody here, you know what I'm saying? This is just sitting around chopping it up about various different things that's been going on. I know y'all have heard about Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon says that he's going to have more children. We okay with that? I mean, how y'all feel about that? He has number nine on the way right now, apparently. He wants to populate the earth. If he's laying down women who want to procreate with him, then more power to him. More power to them. They're going to get a meal ticket, too. They got Dick Cannon. Wow, that's funny. Um, <laughs> Nicole Mayor on the comment wrote Dick Cannon. That's that's hilarious. That could be You're a welcome, joke. Nicole. You can have it. That's a dad joke. That is a dad joke. Did Nine you... dad jokes. Right. But again, with the back to the back to the to the topic, I, I think that it's okay for him to do that for the people that he's doing it with. Is it ideal? No. Are the kids gonna go up in a broken, a separate, segregated, segregated wow. environment? Then absolutely. So you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a little tough on the kids, man. I mean, according to the internet, Nick Cannon's net worth is twenty million. Is twenty million enough for nine kids? Yes. Yeah. People having nine kids on way less than twenty million. To be honest, with you. right? Way less. I mean, we're gonna talk about somebody that got way less and got more kids. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I know we initially had a, a Nick Cannon conversation about whether or not this was some time ago about whether or not it was even feasible to be a, an attentive and present father for all of the children that he has seeded. I don't think he can. If he could bring them all under one house, maybe. I don't know if that's even part of the plan. But if it's a matter of look, I can physically have as many children as I want, and I got twenty million, so they don't have to want for anything stay out of my business if that's the case then eh, good yeah. for you make it happen I'm, I'm see I'm, I'm i'm agreeing with part of that in that I, I think just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it mm. right just because you can do it doesn't mean that you should do it yeah he can physically financially take care of he can physically create as many babies as he can physically find people that will allow him to so big ups to him on that end but <laughs> Yeah. Hey, he's, man. he's he's creating an environment where those kids gonna have issues now we all have issues right you know you know I, you know as i used to as i as i tell new fathers no matter how hard you try your kids will be talking about you in therapy at some point right true that so no matter how but just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it so yeah, but he, he's yeah. gonna meet to meet with a lot of people to get to these nine kids that's the, that's one of the ones that that actually the seeds made it. Those nine made it to the destination. I wonder if Mariah Carey like sends hers or like does she put them on a private jet and be like, yo, don't share none of your stuff with them other kids. She got her own bread. I just did the math real quick. 20 million divided by nine is like 2.2 million. That's not a lot of money for the kids. But he ain't done making money yet, though. This is true. I don't think he's done making kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, man, like to each his own. There are people out there that have one child that ain't doing shit. If he's down to do, you know, nine, 10, 11 kids, man, and it's like, I don't know, I heard something, to, I don't I don't like to speculate, but it also could be like, let's say he want, he always wanted a big family. Let's say he got some health issues and he like, yo, I'm trying to have my name live on. There's so many avenues you could take as to why he's doing mm -hmm. it, but like we all discussing, one, he's financially secure. Two, the women want to have 
his baby, obviously. So you know Very what I'm saying? Important. More and importantly. Three, what'd you say? What'd you say? More importantly. Right. They want to have his baby. And right. like I said, the bigger picture is, and I said it before and I'll say it again, there's dudes out here with one child that ain't doing half the shit that he about to do with his nine. So, you know, to each his own, man. There you yeah. go. He probably set up some trust for him so that, you know, they'll they'll be situated. You know, I, I would imagine based on who he is and how he kind of navigates his business space, they'll be taken care of financially. But that ain't everything. Right. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I just tell my mother this about my kids because she wants to buy me. I'm like, dude, they don't give a damn what you buy them at that age. They just want you to hang out like you're going to spend some time with them, mm-hmm. you're laugh with them, talk to them, invest in them in that way. Like they can give a damn about a gift. Yeah. Once they get like 10, though, that's going to be a little different. The, the story will switch. But at the early ages, it's about your time. Oh, yeah. Tina Cole brought up a question. She said, so we going to pass these health issues on? Because at one point in time, I think that's what it was. He was saying he, was he, had, he had some sickness, uh, ailment that, you know, he wanted to make sure he had his seed on this. I don't know if he still has the ailment. But some of that stuff is genetic, right? Like, you, don't you run the risk of, all right, so I'm sick. It's genetic, or it's you in got my DNA. Of brothers and sisters to help you out. But now you want to, you want to, you want to have sickly kids. The, the only piece, the only piece of that that I was concerned about, because you know, you do you, as my mom likes to say, you do whatever you think you're big and bad enough to do. Uh, but the piece of it that I had an issue with is he was saying. Uh, my baby mamas don't have to get along with each other. And I think that they do to a certain degree because yeah. you don't know what they're saying to your kids while they're not around. And that's part of the environment that you have to manage as a father. That's and true. Then, and then another another caveat I thought about too for the people that got issues and complaining. Are you complaining because he's having so many kids or are you complaining because he's having so many kids with different women? Because like for me, I'm Jamaican. I remember my great grandfather had 18 kids. Ain't nobody was tripping off that back in the days. You know, we all had great grandparents that had eight, nine, ten kids. Ain't nobody was really like, oh my God. So is they it the probably kids or the were. Women? You just didn't hear about it. Just like the next dude who is, I don't know this dude's name. He's some dude on the internet. He has 33 kids and 20 baby mothers. He went on a rant on social media and was like, F everybody, I'm a mother, you know, all of that whole shebang. Demond George. He's a D- Texas dr- t- uh, Texas truck driver. DG. Longhorn. There you go. No <laughs> pun intended. Um, 33 kids, 20 baby mamas. How do we feel about that? I think he is an outlier. It's going to be tight with 33 kids. You know what I'm saying? He's always going to be on the road. You know, <laughs> truckers do what they got to do. I think we go back to like all the baby mothers getting along. You didn't, he's not having like 20 kids with 20 baby mothers. He's got 33 with 20. So some of them had a couple with him. Or he might have had, you know, a set of two or a set of three. Or he might have been lying and had, you know, one woman over here in Arkansas, the other one in Tennessee, or whatever the case might be. We don't know. All that to say that ultimately the kids are here now. Would I do it? Absolutely not. 33 kids. Imagine trying to go to King's Dominion with 33 kids. <laughs> Yeah, close the park down, cuz. Close the park down. Yeah, please. Man. No, that's, that's, a yeah, that's a high school field trip. That's a high school field trip. That's a bus. Yeah. That's how many kids be in a, That's like a classroom size. That's a classroom. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's a field trip. You take an entire class with you. But right. the thing, but a part of my critique is what are you doing as a trucker for all of these kids spread out amongst all these baby mamas? 
Like, how are you a part of providing for them? Like, how are you a part of making sure? Are you just getting women pregnant and leaving it up to the women to get on a government to take care of the kid? Are you trying to take care of the kid? Is it child support coming out of your paycheck for the kids? So that means you, you end up taking home 15 cent every paycheck because you got all these kids. Like, are you having kids just to have kids? Wait, are you having kids because you like it's a it's it's one thing to be a dad, right? It's another thing to be a father. A father causes mm. something to come into existence. Oh, come on, Rob. How are you? How are you having these kids? And you are you trying to help them come into existence? That's if not this, If you look at this dude, I would say he's low vibrational. So low vibrational. Yeah, low 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 vibrational. He's not. Are, are you he's coining low. that like um, old dude coin high value man? Is that we could you could trademark that low vibration? I like that. I like that. We might need to put that on a t-shirt. Low vibrational. Okay. Everyone want to put something on a t-shirt. The dude, the dude is not the sharpest knife in the bunch. If you listen to his commentary, he flashes money um, like he's straight and he's good. I would imagine the people he engages with are low vibrational too. Like this is this is a subset of individuals who navigate this space. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for the women involved. And I damn sure feel the most pity and sympathy for the kids, right? Because they didn't make they didn't they didn't say I want to grow up in this environment. And we see this all on the internet, man. I always tell people, and, and, and when we chat, we're doomed. I look at all the stuff that's happening behind the scenes and what's happening in the world. I'm like, we are absolutely doomed. People are ignorant. They don't even they, people think we land on the on the fucking sun. Right. Like, people are elitist. dumb. You're elitist, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm not elitist. Can I ask you a question. Like, Let's get into that. Into that. Yeah. Can I ask you a though, for real? What if, let's say, a person with nine kids that to the masses seem like, oh my god, that shit is too much. What if they're genuinely fucking happy? You know what I'm saying? What if the kids? What if the kids are genuinely happy? What if the fathers in their lives, the mothers or mothers are in their lives and they're actually doing well? And and, and I'm saying, I'm not saying y'all. But why does society all of a sudden negate it? Like, oh my God, that's too much. Oh my right. God, how the fuck could you do that? What if they're actually happy and become productive members? There's of a show about that. There's a there's a black family that like the the mother is prone yeah. to having multiple births or something like that. I've seen these people before. They got like nine kids, and they could. The the only example I have seen on social media with one dude and multiple kids. It's usually by multiple women. The only situation I've seen that when they were happy is that they were living a polygamous lifestyle and they were all working together as a unit. Yeah. Outside of that, I, ha I have not seen the example. Here, here, here's my take uh, on, on Neil's point, because I so now I'm starting to agree with Neil. This is the first time interacting with Neil. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day, it, it is about is everybody happy? Does this thing work? Right. It doesn't have to work for me in order for it to work for you. But I believe that fathers as dads, we really do one thing. And this is the one thing that we've got to nail. We set the boundaries for what is and what is not acceptable as part mm -hmm. of this family unit. Mm -hmm. uh, moms do almost everything else, but we set the standard by our actions a lot of times as to what is and what is not acceptable as part of this family unit. And if you've got my man with, you know, what, 33 kids with 20, yeah. he's sending a signal to his kids that that's what's acceptable in their family unit. And so uh, I, I just. Is that a, how do you view that message that he's sending? 
you know, it's it's so far from anything I've experienced. It's hard for me to see that as being productive. You know, I say this a lot on my show that uh, I've had the fortune of having both my mom and my dad at the dinner table every day for my entire childhood. Now, I don't do everything that I've seen them do. I don't try to duplicate everything that I've seen them do, but at least I got something to reference. I get to say, wow, they did this and it worked out. I'm going to see if I can do the exact same thing or uh, you know, my dad did this and I still don't know what to do, but I'm not going to do what he did. Right. Mm-hmm. But if, if you got, <laughs> if you're not at the dinner table, I always admire folks that can lead an adult life and they didn't have the privilege of having a mom and dad at the dinner table for that existence. Because That's all four of us. Yeah. So like all of us. I admire that because it's like, this life stuff is hard, man. Life is hard. And- and I would say people underestimate what it means to have a father in people's lives. I look at you know, like the the, the the mercantile class, people who are business owners. Like back in the day, you used to have so-and-so and sons, such-and-such yeah. and, such and sons, mm-hmm. because dad was rearing his children to take over the business. And, and what that is saying is that the kids are learning from fathers, whether intentionally or unintentionally. So to Galen's point, these kids may unintentionally be learning, hey, I could spread my seed all over the place. But but that's the easy part. They may not be learning the hard part that it takes to actually take care of all those kids. Yeah. So we had a uh, a topic that we want to that we want to introduce and I'll read it to you guys. My daughter made a new friend at the playground. This is from a woman's point of view. And she asked the dad if we can plan a play date. He's like, okay, I'll give your number to my wife and you can ask her. I don't know why that was weird to me. Aren't you her parent too? Men who have to ask their wives first bug me. Do we feel like there's an obligation as a man to communicate to his wife if somebody wants to go on a play date? Or should he feel comfortable enough as a man to say, you know what, I'll take your number and we could plan something ourselves. Because all of us are fathers. Uh, what are your thoughts on this topic here, gentlemen? Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you. I'll jump right into that shit. I have no problem. Like, of course, me as a man in a relationship, what if I was married again, I don't have problem taking the lead. Me personally, I just respect my wife enough to let her know what's going on and get her point of view too. That's all. I can stand on my own. It's not an issue. And I'm sure my wife would have faith in me too, but it's just the type of person that I am. I want her decision to be inclusive too. And it was like, all right, cool. Even if she says, babe, you got it, that's fine. But I, I would just include her and, you know, let her yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, I, I'm not walking into that room by myself, man. <laughs> Wise decision. I'm not walking into that room by myself. I might say, to, to your point, Neil, I, I might say, yo, babe, this is what happened. This is what yeah. number. I think it's a good idea. You know, what's your what's your thought? But I I'm not gonna say yeah. You know, yeah. Let's make that Tuesday at ten thirty. Oh, that ain't happening. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it depends on the relationship. Some people maybe find themselves in relationships where the, the wife might look at him and be like, "I'm doing everything. Why don't you go ahead handle that? Take care of that? Because I'm feeding, I'm cleaning, I'm doing whatever. Oh, so now I got to plan play dates too. Some <laughs> some others may be on that, right? But like you to, to, to your point, say, can, can I finish my point? God, can I finish my point? You ain't been here for weeks, man. You cut me off like everybody Whoa. else. Whoa. That's why I got a lot of shit to say. You be cutting me, man. People, you always cut me Shots off. Shots fired. Go ahead, Shots man. Fired. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. 
Finish your point. I'm the voice of the people. They want to hear. <laughs> go ahead, Rod. Go ahead. But to that point, I would say to play it safe, you got to be strategy. Strategy is important because you live with your wife. You got to come home. I take the number, offer it up. And if she's like, go ahead, handle it, then I handle it. What got me is the end of Shorty's meme when she's talking about like guys like that bug me. Why don't you understand that it may be a little spicy for me to take a woman's phone number and be calling her to set stuff up for the kids? That's the thing that got me. That tells me that there's something off about you if you don't understand it. You ain't got to agree with it, but you got it. Oh, that bugs me. Man, you're probably setting something up. Low, low vibrational. There you go. I mean, that's precise, that's precisely how misunderstandings happen. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Kissy said Ox is the voice of the people. In general, I think it's foolish to take another woman's number if you're married. I don't give a damn if she was trying to make a play date, bring you to church. That's just looking for trouble. You should avoid that at all costs if you are attempting to keep your marriage intact. Even if it's a business opportunity, even if you accidentally take the number and then nothing ever happens and it's a text. If it's a business opportunity, that that completely changes the dynamics. I think with this woman, not business opportunity, because it could be a forty dollar transaction. What what type of transaction are you talking about? Yeah, man, get your mind out the gutter, man. Come on now, in front of the babies. Yeah, come on. I'm not walking in that room, cuz. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need to spend more money than that. Come on. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. Wow. Get it for the 40. Get it for the wow. 40. Let it go, John. All right, check yeah. this out. Here's the thing. I think this woman is single. Oh, she absolutely I think, is single. I think she's single. She has no man. She has no understanding of the concept of respect and the dynamics of what a husband and wife look like. If she did, that would that comment would be no issue whatsoever to say, let me run this past my wife. I'm going to give you give her your number. Because like, for example, if somebody said that to me, I'm not planning on play date. If you happen to see me out and the kids are having a good time, it's because I'm either off. Exactly. I'm hanging out like in a, in a moment, but I'm not the person that's going to be out there on a regular basis. So I'm going I'm to pass you. I'm going I'm to kindly obey your ass to the person who is, and you can deal with that in that in that situation. So this woman clearly is a little uh, uh, play date with the dad. Je- Je- Jennifer said there are plenty of spouses that take their kids around their side pieces, men and women. Mm. Or so I've been told. <laughs> Jen knows. Hypothetically, hypothetically. That's... Hypothetically speaking. Well, I can't relate. But... Me neither, of course. But go for, go for the video. Okay, I got a question for the guys over 50. Are y'all okay today? Mm-hmm. For real. I'm out at the grocery store looking like this, hair in a ponytail, no makeup, hot fucking mess. And y'all have gone out of your way to speak to me. I mean, I'm flattered. I, I truly am, but I just don't understand. Somebody somebody help me out. Explain to me what it is, what it is about this that's doing it for you today. Y'all want me to take this one? I, I got Sometimes I feel bad for women because they've been bombarded with so much nonsense and marketing that they don't really understand. Like women, I've been told this by many different women, wear the makeup and the extra stuff, not to impress men, but to impress other women. Because they know that as a man, you will talk to her if she got on sweats, jeans, shorts. We want to, We want to catch you like without the makeup because that's really what you look like whatever it is that you look like 
early in the morning, show that person so that we know exactly what you look like. But you, you're giving them secrets away, John. That's good. Tell it to them. Straight no chance of the podcast. Well, that, well, first, well, that first thing in the morning, right? Like 15 <laughs> minutes. In the eye. <laughs> yeah, that, that, come on out. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, listen, she's an attractive woman. And I think sometimes people put stuff on social media to get to garner more attention. I think this is one of those things to do so. One, shout out to the Colts. She had on the Colts hat, so it must be someplace where she's a Colts fan. Uh, but she she looks like she's attractive, and she said she was flattered. I don't know why she is surprised then if people are saying, "Hey, how you doing?" or whatever they, whatever the line they were spitting to her. It she showed like, her thighs. She showed her thighs. I bet it seemed like she was mad that people was hollering at her. I didn't get the impression she was mad. I think she was just kind of sharing her perspective and, and kind of wondering kind of the why. Yeah. And so I, I see my wife when she come home from the gym and that don't turn me down. I'm still ready sometimes. Like, hey, what's happening? I think I'm going to go back to, I think it was a UKG that talked about low vibration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a high vibration moment, right? You know, I'm, I've, I've been in this marriage game for a bit, but it's like, I'm attracted to the energy, right? Do you have, do you have like the confidence to put on a baseball cap and go do what you got to do. And, you know, this that's what attracts me. Now, that's not the only thing that attracts me, but I'm attracted to the energy. So that could have yeah. been you've been receiving. That's one of my social media friends. Y'all could check her out. It's Brooklyn James on TikTok. I think the same thing on IG. And that was one of her TikTok posts that went major viral. She's gotten other viral hits, but that one went major viral. Um, as a matter of fact, a few uh, episodes ago, I was wearing one of her shirts. She had this dope success as a seven-letter word shirt. But the sister, great personality. She is in entertainment, trying to perfect her craft as an actress. And all her stuff is hilarious. She always got jokes. And that was one of the moments where she just, you know, how people got jobs to keep, you know, make ends meet. She's in a supermarket. She's shopping for folks. And she threw on a hash from Indianapolis. And when that thing blew up, that was her real response. Like, I don't get it. It is what it is. She know, she know when she put it together, she's sitting on something. She ain't got a. She you really saw the thighs she, too. But she really don't got a booty though. She don't okay. Booty. Okay. But but, but, but she, she know the, the the other packet, the rest of the package is looking all right. The interesting thing is, I think it's a point of of discussion. A lot of sisters don't really trust it when men give them compliments when they're made up. So I find it really interesting that some of the comments is like, yeah, whatever. Most of y'all don't trust it when the dude is telling you you look fine when you put yourself together. Wow. So I find it interesting that you can't understand that when you don't put yourself together, an older man, a man who ain't in his teens or 20s, he knows how to look at something and be like, all right, I know what you're working with. And cut through that to be like, I see what you're working with. So I just but find it. I think she I probably think had big, the big long ass eyelashes on sometimes. And we don't like that either. But see, I, and to those are growing on me. Those are growing on me. And to John's Patrice point, said, though, I like. I have to call out the, the women with no behinds. I'm sorry, Patrice. And to you John's point, on. though, Patrice, I think that ain't everybody's, everybody's point of view is Patrice, different because. makes her look like she got a behind. She ain't got no booty. I think everybody's wow. point is different. And like John was saying, like, you looking natural like that, that's letting me know what you look like. Everybody right. has their different preferences. Like, I don't like the makeup and the eyelashes and the weaves and the long hair, but I ain't going to knock a woman for do that because we can't knock a woman for how they want to look. But I know that is not something I would try to holler at. I want you in your natural state because I know once I wake up with you, hang out with you, chill, that's really what you look like. So yeah. I'm, I'm not getting 
Are you gonna mess up my white shirt when you give me a hug? I mean, I love the makeup look and all that. I, give me the full glam. There's a there's a time and a place for everything. So sometimes if you but can, to each his own though. Yeah. I feel you, John. To each his own. Like to me, I don't need the makeup. Like I don't need you caked on and what they say when women say they face beat and all that. I don't need that. I like you in your natural state. I'm cooling. Hey, what you need to do is go to Brooklyn Cat, mess with some of her products, and get your skin on point. There you, you go. Yeah, Brooklyn Cat to get your skin right. But no, I'm, I'm not caught in the it's got to be either natural. Or I'm not saying you are, Neil. I'm not caught in the it's got to be either natural or she's got to be done up. I'm not there. I like it so long as it looks good. I don't care if you got a weave on, so long as it looks good. I don't care if you got them them eyelashes on, so long as it looks good. I don't <laughs> like Snuffleupagus eyelashes. I don't like that. It's going to be out here like this. Right. I don't, I, I'm not a fan of those. I don't care if you got makeup on, so long as it looks good. And if you're going to be natural, so long as it looks good. I am a fan of the feminine form. Women are art. That's facts. Women we women, women are a special... John is... is What'd you do, is, you do John? He, he cut this. Come on. Women you are... You're up to a line and you're going to start offending people. Listen, you got to be real. Back in the day when I was in the mosque, something uh, Farrakhan used to say all the time. I don't know if he got it from Elijah Muhammad, but he said, if men had no idea who and what God was, they'd worship women. Mm. Because women have this thing about them that attract men in their... In their, their qua. I, you know, I go back to what KG said. It's it's about that vibration. What do you need to do as a woman to give me that vibration of confidence that, that come hither that i got it that okay however <laughs> but what do you need do you need to have a makeup in order to step into that or can you just roll with a baseball cap and step into that because that's the energy i'm i don't know for me it's about it's about that energy sheree gave me low vibration we was talking about something and she was like a lot of people out here are low, low vibrational i was like dude you are a clown so wait, wait which sheree sheree young she's in our comedy. yeah <laughs> that's the homie yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, it's cool. I just think sisters need to work on accepting when dudes, because someone in the comments was talking about because y'all lie. I, it was one of the Nicoles in the comments, I think, talking about because y'all lie. I think when men get in their 40s, they typically tell the most the truth. The older you get, the more truthful you are. I ain't got enough words. I ain't got to be lying to you. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like somebody that's lying. That they would say. Rasheed said this a long time ago. It was funny as hell to me with men. I, I laugh even more now as I got older. He was like, listen, we was talking about, we was talking with a, with a woman <laughs> and it was about getting hard about, it was getting hard. And having coming hard over and trying to do some stuff. Yeah. It's like, listen, I only got so many of these left. So I'm going to waste them. I'm going to waste them on you kind of, you know, talking to me all the time. So you're like, What's, what, what, I'm telling you the truth. This is what it is. That was, it was the most hilarious comment ever. I only got so many of these left. Right. And it's the same thing with our words, man. I ain't wasting my words on you. If you find you fine, I'ma tell you. And if you not, I'ma keep that to myself. I'm a grown man. I ain't got a lot of you. Make Facts. you feel good. Facts. We got a recommendation for the people for my man Gavin. Every week we try to every show, we try to give just a recommendation for the people. Anything that you think people need to do. It could be a food, a TV show, book, whatever. All right. You want me, you want me to get started? Go yeah, you can kick it off if you got one. I am getting b really big into, I mean, you guys know that my podcast is Whiskey Jazz and Leadership, so I'm really big into music. Um, but I'm really getting big into vinyl. I'm going back to old school vinyl. Oh. And so I got a recommendation that is not actually, it's not even from my generation. This is something I got from my dad. 
but um, this this vinyl is actually listed as one of the top uh, 100 live performances of all time ever captured on recording. And that is, don't laugh at me because this is really old school. This is before my time. This is Sam Cooke live at the Harlem Square Club, 1963. This is like incredibly old school, but um, it's listed as the, the, the top 100 live performances ever captured on recording. And if you get a chance to check this out, Sam Cooke was Bruno Mars before Bruno Mars. Um, mm. Before Prince, R. Kelly, before R. Kelly, R. Kelly, before R. Kelly, um, you deserve to at least know who Sam Cooke is. They loving it in the comments. Rhea was like, "That sounds amazing." Uh, Sam Cooke with the hard eyes, amazing. Nicole is shouting out to Sam Cooke. Matt Matthews out there talking about that's a good one. Yeah, that Sam Cooke is, yeah. And there's a um, documentary about Sam Cooke too. Yashua on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So that's my recommendation. There you go. My recommendation, since we on that whole music tip, I'm also a big music person for people out there who have heard of a band called Radiohead. The lead singer and the guitarist for Radiohead got with the drummer from a jazz group called Sons of Kemet, and they made a second band that is called The Smile. Sounds like OK Computer era Radiohead, but a little bit more Afrobeat. So imagine Radiohead, Afrobeat, mashup. That's what it's kind of sounds like. Name of the out the name of the project is The Smile, and they just released like an album. Album is dope, group is dope. Check them out. The Smile, okay. All right. Um, Shanae had a Shanae, uh, in the comments had a, a recommendation that if you if you're supposed to be voting in some primary election, get on out there and get it voting somebody's primary election. Um, my recommendation for the people I'm gonna recommend you read Hamilton by Ron Chernow. Hmm. read it listen to it get the cliff notes i don't give a but check that book out because i know we went wild over the um the the play the the the, the lynn manuel uh play which was based off of the book so one the book will let you see where he took creative liberties and what was real but I'm, I'm almost through and I'm walking away with a couple of um, a number of Im impressions. Number one, when it comes to the foundation of American government or just probably period in America, Alexander Hamilton was probably one of the most intelligent, if not the most intelligent men to walk in this country, hands down. Number two, he was probably one of the dumbest, if not the <laughs> dumbest man to walk in this country i.e maria uh, uh uh reynolds uh mariah reynolds um he was the first marion barry the the b-i-t-c-h set me up <laughs> as smart as he was he didn't see the setup coming so he's stupid that's number two um number three this whole um january 6th insurrection stuff they've been trying to to They've been having insurrections in America since America started mm. with government trying to shut it down and all that good stuff. Like this is nothing new with, with parties and the factions and the fighting and, and as vitriolic as it is, nothing new. And number three, uh, number four, it's a whole topic in number, number four, there were a lot of white people heavily involved in the abolition of slavery. 
but because same thing with civil war they wanted to preserve the union stuff never went down y'all need to check that book out hmm. ron chernow hamilton yes i've read that uh, amazing book definitely c-h-e-r-n-o-w nicole c-h-e-r-n-o-w get it so you got neil i'm gonna go a different route i'm gonna go off the a little oh i'm sorry because someone put a trump <laughs> trump comment up there thomas jefferson was the first trump i'm done <laughs> um, i'm gonna go off the little movie trump. off the little movie tip um this actress has actress slash entertain has actually grown on me since watching this because I might get booed. I was not a fan of Jennifer Hudson, but what she did in the Aretha Franklin Respect, I love that joint. So if you get a chance, watch Respect. She's portraying the life of Aretha Franklin. She did a phenomenal job. You will definitely enjoy it. Shit, I'm going to watch it again this weekend. Check out Respect. She did a damn thing on that. I just saw that for the first time last week, man. I'm right there with you. So now I totally 100% agree with Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog. I, like I said, I was not a fan of Jennifer. Like, she's a great singer. But once I saw how she portrayed Aretha, and there's a lot of things you will learn that Aretha Franklin went through. You like, damn, she went through all of that? Like, when I say a phenomenal show, it's a phenomenal show. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go in a different direction as well. I, I have Amazon Prime. And there's a show. I watched The Boys. And so The Boys just came back on. It's phenomenal, but I'm not recommending that. I'm going to recommend this cartoon series called The Legend of Vox Machina. That joint is amazing. If you like some sci-fi with some, some bloody gut type cartoon joints like Invincible, that is a show, a series you would love to enjoy and experience. The Legend of Vox mm -hmm. of the Devil's Cabbage. Yeah. And we got a lot of um, recommendations in the comments. Um, Kizzy yeah. is saying go see Black Adam in October. Um, I tell you, uh, uh, Shanae had out there Parable of the Sower by Oct Octavia Butler. Greenlight by Matthew McConaughey. Man, our listeners are so cultured. That's what I love about us. Top Gun, uh, the Maverick movie. Jay High said it's a must-see. Fire. It is. It, it that. That's probably the, the best movie I've seen this year. We want to thank Galen and shout out Whiskey Jazz Leadership for joining our show. And uh, we thank you for sipping with the brothers of Straight No Chase of the Podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. And uh, Galen, anything you want to say before we, we shut it down? Hey, hey, again, I, I want to thank you guys, man, because you all are doing what uh, I had hoped to do with my podcast. You guys are just sitting around the table talking about what's real from your perspective and whiskey is about doing what you love so the metaphor of whiskey jazz and leadership whiskey is about doing what you love with the folks you love it with irregardless of what other folks think about it jazz is about how do you get from where you are to where you want to be even when there's no sheet music and leadership for me comes down to nothing happens until somebody does something so you guys are living the whiskey jazz and leadership life keep doing the thing and uh man you, you guys are going to get to the other side so i really appreciate you hey galen uh, shout you. out also the smoothest voice in any place you ever seen like this this dude's <laughs> voice is so smooth so relaxing but thank how you, smooth is it <laughs> so smooth but we love you, man. We appreciate you. And uh, on that note, all four of us plus one is saying peace out.